Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor, and uh, I'm here with... Dave Barker. And we're thinking about... How can I say this? This is February, and uh, you'll know if, if you're watching commercials or, or different series on TV, this is Black History Month. It's very interesting to hear about uh, all the ways that uh, black people have contributed to the fabric of our of Canadian society. But the question that comes to my mind I want to talk about this morning is, how does the church respond to something like that? Uh, how how should, the, should the church say, look, um, welcome to Canada, but you're Canadian now. Stop being what you were. Learn to speak English. Dress like we do. Um, or, or do we think about the church differently and think that these are the nations that God has saved? He's bringing them to Himself, not necessarily to our culture. And um, would that what would that look like if if the church decided to celebrate the ethnicities and the cultures within the church? Would that create problems? Would it or is it easier? just to have a melting pot. So let's have that conversation, Dave. Well, you know, you use the word melting pot, and um, I think that's the language that's very much used uh, to our neighbors south of the border mm-hmm. um, to try and blend them all into kind of a single culture. Um, and as Canadians, we have tended to use the word mosaic more than we've used the word melting pot. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I personally think that's a much better metaphor to use. I think that brings a richness to our Canadian culture. Um, I think that it uh, celebrates the fact that that there is diversity in in our world that that I believe is God given, and in language and culture. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, people go back to the Tower of Babel, to the to the language, the breakup of the nations or breakups of the peoples based on language. Mm-hmm. And we have to, have to remember, that was not a moment of God cursing the world. That was a moment of God redeeming the world. The curse had come when the peoples of that time were all together in one and were doing two things. One, they had violated the instruction from the creation mandate to go into all the world to fill the earth. Mm-hmm. And, and secondly, in their solidarity, they were building a ziggurat, a tower, uh, in a single empire kind of way. Mm-hmm. And God said, no, this isn't the way I want it to be. I want you to scatter and be a scattered people, fill the earth. And so he, it was a redemptive move on his part to uh, form the languages. And I think, as, as I read the scriptures, I don't see any reversal of that. It's always now every tongue, tribe, and nation. Um, Israel was to reach the nations. Uh, they were to be a priest to the nations. Jonah was this missionary, supposedly, <laughs> a prophet who went to Nineveh, and God redeemed Nineveh, much to the chagrin of Jonah. Um, so, I... I but I don't see them, God saying, okay, now I'll speak Hebrew. Okay, there are a lot of people who would say, okay, we are very interested in the nations and we'll reach the nations, but when they come here, they'd better behave themselves. 
Oh, man. They'd better be like us. I know with, with the Jews, if and when they did proselytize, they would bring them in and they had to become Jews, right? They had to become circumcised and, and all that sort of thing. We're not saying that. We're, no. We're, we're, we're saying that God is interested in the nations. We're to go out to the nations. But when they come into our neighborhood, into our church, how does the church respond to that? Should we celebrate multiculturalism? Should we encourage the differences in a, in a church where we're concerned about unity? And my question is, around what do we form that unity? Do we form that unity around Western uh, culture? Is that the melting pot? Is that the, is that the definition of church that we want all nations to embrace? And I've got huge questions on that. Why, just because we are an English-speaking nation, is that what the church is supposed to be? And that's why I keep pushing back and saying, no, the church is people from every tongue, tribe, and nation, and we need to celebrate in a mosaic kind of way the languages, the cultures that God is, is working in, calling out a people for his name, and, and doing so in the context of which they live at the time. Okay, so why is that so important? Why can't we just say you in your small corner and I in mine, right, will be this kind of a church, this ethnicity, and, you know, you'll be yours and we'll all be happy. Why should we be concerned about integrating and uh, dealing with some of the problems that come from... Yeah. Um, different cultures trying to cooperate in mission and organization. Why, why should we enter into that struggle? What's the gain? The gain is the gospel, right? And we want to be sure that we are communicating the good news of Christ in every possible way. And so I, I don't think it's an either or. I think it's a both and. And, and you pastored a church um, in Scarborough that I think you said 80, 80 different nations, 80 different languages or nations were yep. represented in mm-hmm. that church. And I think that is worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. It is. And was wonderful. And I think it was a harbinger of, of the ultimate reality of, of a new heavens and new earth and, and the kingdom of God on earth. Will we be speaking English? I've always said to my Hebrew students, we'll be speaking Hebrew. So you better learn it now. But then on the other side, you and I have both been in situations, but I, I remember I've, I've gotten fairly connected with a, a Farsi church in back, actually in right near where uh, in Scarborough. Scarborough area. And, and uh, I've been, I did a family retreat for them. I've been in their church several times. I get translated uh, from English to Farsi. And I look at what they're doing and it's amazing. They, they are reaching people that, your church back then mm-hmm. would never reach. Mm-hmm. They're, reach, they're speaking their language. They're, mm-hmm. they're embracing the culture, the food. I mean, they always had food. And some of it I like, some of it not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, they, and I wouldn't say that they were proud of their culture, but they weren't ashamed of it for mm-hmm. sure. And they were reaching people that in their language with the, with the, with the aspects of their culture that that was clearly gospel driven. Yeah. And I would say for that reason, okay. 
but I, I think the gospel is um, better adorned when nations from around the world that are not getting along in their own contexts, when because of the gospel, they, they experience a unity of brotherhood in Christ, and they are able to put aside those differences, those wars in some cases, and come together and prioritize the fact that they are new creations in Christ. We are one man in Jesus. So when I, when I in, in Morningstar in Toronto, or even more, more and more now at Grandview, when I look out and I see um, different colors and mm-hmm. different dress, dresses mm-hmm. and sometimes the smell of different food, I say this, this is a manifestation of the gospel. The gospel unites people. Uh, it creates a new people that look like this. And, and so in, in spite of the question that I just asked, I am all for uh, congregations uh, encouraging uh, multiculturalism, mosaic, if you will, celebrating uh, Chinese New Year. And what does that mean? And now we're thinking about China and Mandarin and the work. We're baptizing someone in China on Friday. Hmm. You can imagine on Zoom, it's going to wow. happen. Fantastic. And so we're, we're, we're becoming global Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Sunday uh, morning after church, we have a, a German family that were missionaries in Bangladesh. And they saw another family in our church from India and uh, they just kind of found each other, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, they're chatting it away. Uh, and what they had in common was uh, somewhat of a language. And it was just a wonderful thing to see a white family, Germans, talking with the Indians and just connecting beautifully. And I just uh, I think that that doesn't happen uh, accidentally. I think leadership needs to value that. Uh, they need to make room for it, put it on the calendar. Uh, maybe, uh, if you can, look for qualified leaders who represent mm-hmm. those different ethnicities mm-hmm. so that people who come into the church from these nations, and they're already a little bit anxious in Canada anyway. They're mm-hmm. fish out of water, all kinds of things. And But when they come into a church and they see this welcome, it's a breath of fresh air for them. And I just, I just think that's worth whatever struggle it takes. Yeah, and you know, it, I preached in your church uh, uh, at Morning Star, and I, I remember the. In fact, I think the, the white uh, population of that church was very much in the minority. It was a minority, yeah. And uh, I sensed it, mm-hmm. um, and it was, it was cool. I, I, I really enjoyed that, right? I felt a little bit uh, awkward because I wasn't quite sure how to handle the diversity, but because it wasn't something I was familiar with. You felt with. really awkward when that young guy oh, got dear. up out of the seat, interrupted the whole service with some insane shouts. You found your, your pace again, though. Uh, I will never forget that. that. Was, was, uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, that was very, very interesting. The other thing, but I, I would also say... I think what you're talking about is within the life of a, of a church, but I also think we need to see that not only just in the microcosm, if you like, or the local, but we need to see that celebration on the macro level in that as the evangelical church uh, is happening in Ontario, Toronto, Kitchener, Waterloo, that we embrace those churches and, and recognize that they have a place yeah. 
out there and and right and so not just welcome within our own churches but that we say to those churches yes you are brothers and sisters in christ yeah and, and that's not that doesn't happen i i we're I know where we're guilty of that. They're they're out there. They're ethnic churches. They're part of us, but we don't really see them. We don't have anything to do with them. Oh yeah. And it's just because we haven't paid attention. Well, we've had Chin students at our school, C H I N, and there I think there are three Chin, either two or three Chin churches now in Kitchener, and I've spoken at one of them I think twice now. Mm-hmm because of, you know, students that invited me to come and speak. Again, translated, all the rest of that. And they have, they have very unique culture, very unique ways of doing things. Some mm-hmm. of it really, you know, I just mm-hmm. c- couldn't get my head around some of it. Um, but you know what? They, and I, I think people like you and me, I know Rick Reed, our president, has gone there and spoken. I think that says to them, you are part of the mosaic. Mm-hmm and welcome, mm-hmm. and we're grateful for you, and we affirm you as you affirm us. Um, and, and I think that's a good thing, rather than trying to put everybody into the same melting pot. Yeah, and you know what happens in the next generation. These ethnic yeah. churches, they have to deal with children who want English, and they will eventually lose their ethnic distinction, and then they need to deal with becoming a mosaic themselves. And there yeah. are churches that are changing their name, and dealing with that, and that's inevitable. But for the meantime, I think it, it's for practical reasons, you reach a lot of people by being um, a, a Chinese or Mandarin church or something because there's people that won't come to an English-speaking church. They need to hear the gospel in their own language. Uh, man, we are almost out of time. Let me just say, um, you can pray about this, Dave. Um, we're, we're having, we have an Arabic outreach ministry that... Our association of churches is uh, sponsoring, and it's out of Grandview. And I was just talking with Nadala this morning, who is gathering Arabic believers. Some of them are from Muslim backgrounds, not all of them. And our goal, the thing that we're going to celebrate in probably nine months from now, is that this gathering, these people, will be in our building on Sunday mornings. Uh, They'll have their own worship service with Nadala, but... Uh, when the services are over in the atrium, where we all have coffee, all come together, we're going to be dealing with all these Arabs. We're going to be hearing those guttural sounds that they make and drinking coffee with them. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that's going to be a wonderful testimony to the gospel. Well, Dave, it's been great talking about the church. God love us. He's patient with us. And by his grace, I think we're headed in the right direction. But uh, we're out of time. So until next time, thanks for listening to us. I'm Bob McGregor. I'm Dave Barker. Thanks for thinking about it. 